welcome back to the Adams Ward podcast, where we're continuing to connect with ward members and hear more about their lives. And today we're sitting down with Sister Misha Patton, and we're happy to have her in our ward. She's new. She's uh, started teaching Sunday school, so you're, you'll see her face up there. And just wanted to give each of you a chance to get to know her. Hi. <laughs> thanks so much. This is good. This is really awesome. This is an awesome opportunity. Perfect. Well, thanks. So let's just get started and hear about where you grew up and your home life. And Yeah, well, I grew up, I was born in Moscow, Idaho, and we lived there for a few years while my parents were going to school. And then we moved here to Spokane and I grew up here. So like I, and then I went back to Moscow to go to school. So I've literally only lived either in Moscow or Spokane my entire life. So I'm pretty boring, but, um, is this the home you grew up in? No, but the home I grew up in was just down the street or like down on eighth. So a few blocks North and that was it. So I've, I grew up, I went to Adams elementary and I went to evergreen and I went to CV. So this is like, my home turf. I feel very, very at home in this area, which is really cool. It's nice to be here. Um, I'm the youngest of four. I have two older brothers and an older sister. And um, three of us now live in town, which is really cool. And my other brother just lives in Montana, which is nice. So we get to have lots of family events with lots of cousins running around. (laughs) It's mad chaos, but (laughs) we love it. That's really nice. Um, yeah, I kind of grew up, my sister's, uh, four years older than I am. So I kind of, and we were just very different people. So she did her thing and I kind of did my thing. So I often feel like I was more like an only child than <laughs> like having siblings because they were just so much older and cooler than I was. <laughs> so I just kind of just did my own thing, which was fine. I really enjoyed it. It's nice. Yeah. And tell us about some of your hobbies. Uh, so growing up, uh, when I was like three, my mom put me in a dance class and I did not stop going to dance classes until I was an adult. <laughs> so I did dance my whole life um, like crazy, crazy when I was in high school. And then when I went to college, I was a dance major and it really was all I ever did. So, so what kind of dance did you do? Well, started with just like ballet and then put in jazz and then some modern and contemporary and a little bit of tap and um, just all sorts of different random classes that I would take at random different times, African or, you know, Latin dance classes, you know, super fun things. Yes. I, I really enjoy dancing a lot. Um, so were you part of, like in high school, were you part of dance groups or teams or? Well, I just went to a studio, like a local studio. Um, and it wasn't like a super big studio. We didn't do competitions or anything, but it just felt like my other home. Like I just, I loved being there. I loved all the people. I loved my teachers. And so it was really hard for me to be like, oh, I'm going to stop spending time here and go do something else. Even if there was something I was interested in trying so I just kind of like stuck to my stuck to my little home group up until I was a senior in high school when um, I realized all of my 
friends in high school were all like theater nerds, like super into theater, drama. And I was always just like, oh, that'd be cool, but I have dance, so I can't do anything else. And when I was a senior in high school, they finally convinced me to audition for a show. And I did it, and I loved it so much. and was like, oh, this is so <laughs> awesome. I still get to do the dancing thing that I love, but I also get to sing, and I get to do all these fun performances. And so then I started kind of diving more into that and less into, like, just dance specifically, which is kind of where my career ended up actually that's what like say. what so I do yeah what school did you go to after so high school and then you yeah. pursued dance so I went to U of I as a dance major which is where I met Gabe where I met my husband um at the institute there and I really liked it I loved it the people there were wonderful um but I never really wanted to pursue like a professional dance career I just always felt I was too tall like I'm just, I'm just too <laughs> tall for that. Like I should have been a swimmer or something else or play basketball. Like I just, I don't know why my heart was like, no, only dance. Cause I'm not built for it. Like that's not, that's not me. But, um, I did really enjoy teaching dance. So I kind of thought, well, maybe I'll just become a dance teacher and teach at studios or open a studio or something like that. And, um, after I met Gabe and we got married, we ended up moving back to Spokane and that's exactly what I did was I just started teaching at studios and I ended up being able to teach and choreograph for like a musical theater program for kids. And I was like, this is all the things that I love yes. in one place. And I really, really enjoy doing that. The Little Mermaid, cool. right? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So I work so. at... CYT, which is Christian Youth Theater. So it's a group of really, like, awesome, wholesome people from all different religions. And um, they, it's like a nonprofit organization that puts on shows, like, every 10 weeks. And they do classes, and it's like a, a theater arts training program. So are you currently doing that? Still? I'm not right now, okay. but I just finished a show. I just finished directing Wizard of Oz like a month of it, or a month or so ago. Yeah. yeah. So I'm taking a break right now. Yeah. <laughs> but catching your breath. Yeah, yeah. Catching my breath a little bit. But I really enjoy getting to work with kids and I really enjoy um, getting to teach. And I really enjoy getting to dance and I really enjoy getting to direct and be creative and work with amazing people. So, it yeah, like you found a perfect spot. Yeah. And I love it because it's also like mostly just weekends, you know, like okay. Friday night, Saturday mornings are rehearsals. So I can still be mom and like yeah. spend most of my time with my family and taking care of my kids and focusing on that. And even when I do have to bring them with me, it's not a big deal. Like they, right. all of my children have been passed around yeah. <laughs> like as infants at work, which I, I love being able to work in a place. So like are that. your children involved? Do they do the theater shows? The twins, my oldest twins, they did a couple shows and now they're like, mom, we're too cool for that. Okay. So, <laughs> so I, maybe, they'll come, maybe they'll come back to it. Who knows? I, they might just not have that in them but that's okay like yes. we all have our different things that we enjoy exactly. which is cool well perfect yeah. well you touched on meeting your husband tell yeah. us a little bit more about that 
your story. So we met, like I said, at U of I at the Institute. And we, the first time we interacted was like my freshman year. I'd just been there a few weeks. And this guy comes up to me and he's got like long blonde hair and like a crazy long full beard. And he was wearing like this baby pink light pink shirt and like blue <laughs> polyester pants like from the 70s and i was like what is this like who well, i don't even understand what's happening right now and he came and just tried to like chat with me a little bit and like made up some pickup line about like me looking like somebody he knew which i found out later was totally a lie he just yeah. was trying to come up with something to say um and I was like, yeah, no, not really. This is not really my jam. The whole long hair and beard thing was not really my thing. Um, so fast forward to like a year later, I come back from my second year of college and he had cut his hair and trimmed his beard. And we started chatting one day after, um, I think it was after church, it was just sitting in the hallway just chatting and I was like oh you're a really interesting person yeah, underneath yeah. all of your hair and beard it was, <laughs> it was a lot more interesting than I thought so we he invited my roommates and I to go log rolling which like is what it sounds like okay so we were gonna go log rolling so we mountain bike back like three or four miles back to this like lake pond I don't know what you call it um and there's this huge tree that had been submerged for a really long time. And it's like partially, like it's just floating around in this lake. And so Gabe was like, okay, put on these track spikes. We'll swim out to the log and then you climb on it. And then you run while the log is spinning in the <laughs> water. And the track spikes like help you stay on it. And I was like, what on earth is this? Like... What an interesting, like, yeah. person that, number one, would even know that that was there and bring track spikes to go swimming <laughs> in the water. Um, so we did, and then we ended up, like, just talking and talking and talking and talking forever and ever. And we just started dating, like, pretty shortly after that because we just wanted to spend all of our time together talking it was wonderful. It was really, really cool to be able to have that awesome kind of connection. So we met in, well, I mean, like we started dating in September and we were engaged by end of October. Oh, wow. And then we got married in February <laughs> okay, on so Valentine's Day. So really quickly. And it's funny because he's um, like seven and a half years older than I am. And I just thought he was like, you know, the crazy old guy at the in the singles <laughs> ward, like who's just been there forever, and I just kept thinking, like, <laughs> this is gonna sound terrible, but I kept thinking, what's wrong with him? Like, he seems really awesome yes. and cool. There must be something wrong with him. That wait for like, you, yeah. So that's what he keeps saying is that he just, it just never felt right with anybody else, and he just kept waiting and waiting and waiting, and that's why when we did meet, it was just amazing and magic and the spirit was so so strong one night we were just sitting and talking about nothing like not having to do with our relationship at all and 
like both of us all of a sudden felt like this huge wave of the spirit and we'd only known each other for a few weeks at that time maybe a month and we both turned to each other and said like did you feel that and i said the cheesiest thing i've ever said in my entire <laughs> life and i regret it because it was awful but it was also very sincere and i said I think I'm supposed to look into your eyes forever. And I, but I genuinely was like, but I think that that's what I'm yes. supposed to do. As so cheesy as it was that, cheesy yes, as it right. sounds. Like, I, and as soon as I said it, I was like, oh, that's awful. <laughs> but I really, it was very, very strong and powerful. So we both knew we were supposed to be together forever. I love that. And it was the easiest decision I've ever made, which I love. And now five children. Five kids. Yeah, we've got our oldest twins who are 11, Beck and Liam, and then um, Cohen is eight, and Linnea is six, and Axel is two. So poor Linnea. Yeah. All the brothers. <laughs> or the no, spoiled girl. Right. Uh, yeah, it's true. She does stuff. definitely get all the girly things, which is nice. Luckily, she has lots of girl cousins. So Yes, that live near. We get to do a lot of... Go play at your cousin's house yeah. with all the girl things, yeah. which is nice. Well, yeah. let's, why don't you tell us about, you know, maybe some turning points in your life or just some yeah. memories that you have that impacted where you are today. So that one with Gabe was like probably the biggest, most important one that I've ever experienced. Um, knowing that I'm supposed to marry this man, that changed the course of my entire life. Uh, before I met him... I had a plan. I knew what I was going to do. I was like, okay, I'm going to go to college for this and this and this. And then I'm going to go and travel the world. And my roommate and I like had already, you know, planned out our lives basically <laughs> like the next 10 years. It was like solid. We knew exactly what we were going to do. And then I met him and heavenly father was like, no, trust me, this is the way you want to go. And it absolutely was another, um, big turning point I had was shortly after we were married. Um, we were in a sacrament meeting and I have no idea what the speaker was talking about, not a clue, <laughs> but I know exactly what the spirit was trying to tell me, which was, um, I've had another one of those like big flood, the wall of the spirit just, just running me over. Um, and I had this feeling of love, like so much love that my heart just felt like it was going to explode. And I knew exactly what it was. And it felt like the love that I had and have for my children. This was before I was ever pregnant. Like I didn't want to have babies right away. I wanted to wait, but I had that feeling that it was just so, so strong. And I felt that love for my children and I knew Heavenly Father was like you're going to be a mother and that is going to be the thing that brings you the most joy in your life like more than anything you can imagine the joy of being a mother is what you really want and I that changed and shifted my mentality because again I had planned out my five-year plan of okay we just got married we'll wait two years three years and then we'll start having children and there'll be a boy and a girl and you know like <laughs> yeah. and these are their names like all I had everything mapped out and planned out and I knew instantly I was like that is not the way I'm supposed to do this 
I need to just trust in my Heavenly Father. He knows exactly what I need. And um, about six months later, we got pregnant. And it was twins. <laughs> we were like, okay, we're just jumping into crazy town with two babies right away. And I have never turned back. Like, I know that that is exactly the way Heavenly Father wanted it to wanted it to go and that he knew that that's how the thing that would bring me the most happiness so it's pretty amazing thanks well i want to touch a little bit on like your plans for your future too and yeah. tell us a little bit so you're here for a bit we're here for a bit yeah this i guess i'm kind of in a big turning point right now yeah. i'm kind of in the middle of it <laughs> um so we sold our house in green acres that we've been living in for 10 years and we bought 20 acres of property and we're going to build a house ourselves like crazy people <laughs> because we are a little bit. But um, last year we just felt the spirit again, one of those big moments of this is the direction we need to go. This is where we need to head. And I have no idea what I'm doing but I, I trust in my Heavenly Father that, that He knows once again that this is the thing that will bring our family joy and happiness and peace. And as kind as my parents are living in their basement, I feel terrible taking over <laughs> like their nice quiet home is <laughs> no longer nice and quiet. But they are so kind to let us live here while we're trying to figure out this transition time. Um, but yeah, I, I already can see a difference in my children in just the time that we spend on our property. Every time we go there, it feels like home. And I, I just don't ever want to leave, even though there's no structures. There. I was going to say, you just, just wish you could just like, yes, I so wish I could. I wish I just had like infinite money and could just be like, Hey, I would like a house here next yeah. week, please. please and go. someone just do it for me. But um, it is going to be a struggle and it's going to be a long haul. We don't really even know how long it's going to be since we're trying to do it all ourselves as much as possible. But that it is definitely the right thing. And our children, like, they already changed. Like, they've already changed from the kids they were last year, you know. Mm -hmm. And I know kids change really quickly, but there's something about when they're there and when we're there, there's just this peace that comes over our whole family and there's hardly any fighting, which I mean is miraculous because <laughs> that is not how my children roll most of the time. So I is really, I, it's definitely the right thing. Like it's definitely the right way to go. And I'm just excited. Like yes. I'm just so, I'm yeah. so enthusiastic and excited about it. I'm excited for work. you. Yeah. Thank you. Um, any other decisions that you wanted to touch on that impacted the course of your life? Um, yeah, I feel like every time I make any decision, it changes. You know what I mean? Like I love that. Like all the little things that that accumulate over time. Those tiny little decisions have way more of an impact than. 
I so love. I just read a children's book. And yeah, I don't yeah. No, go ahead. But the, the just the choice of like fighting over a seat at the breakfast table yeah. and how it changes the course of your day. So when oh you say gosh, like yes. that, the little tiny decisions yeah. can dramatically. I totally agree with that. You they know? absolutely <laughs> so. do. They really, really do. Uh, and I think that's exactly it. If we can recognize and be aware of how much power those little decisions have yeah. in our lives, I that's something I should focus on more I think probably but yeah well let's touch a little bit more on the spiritual side and and tell us how you gained your testimony the gospel I mean I think I was born in the church my parents my dad was a convert um, and my mom grew up in an inactive house that she decided when she was a teenager her aunt decided hey, do you want to come to church with me one time? And my mom said yes. And my mom then started to get all of her seven younger siblings ready every Sunday morning. And she would take them to church, just her, without her parents. And I, that example has always been just amazing to me because I don't know that I could do that. I really don't know. But um, luckily having such strong and... Uh, powerful spiritual parents like I grew up in a house with the spirit all the time I mean not when we were fighting probably but but um, really a a wonderful gospel oriented home and so I think I always had testimony in me Um, and that again it was just the little things building and building and building over my life. There's a few moments in my life, um, one very specific one that I remember when I was 12 or 13, like a beehive, and I had started working on my personal progress, and I was like gung-ho, like, I'm totally going to do this, I'm, I'm going to get it done super quick, and it was like a Sunday afternoon, and um, I was like, oh, here's some just some scriptures to read for one of these things. And then I could check it off. And uh, in one of the lists of like five or six scriptures or chapters was uh, Isaiah 53. And when I started reading Isaiah 53, which is the scriptures about um, Christ that Isaiah wrote, uh, he is despised and rejected of man, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And as I started to read those, I got such an overwhelming, um, powerful testimony of my Savior and of his um, sacrifice for me and uh, the comfort that that brought me and the, the peace that that brought to me has remained with me forever. And I can't read those scriptures without just bursting into tears because of this moment where I'm just sitting on my bed on a Sunday afternoon, trying to book through reading some scriptures and that those scriptures changed my life and they changed my perspective and they changed my testimony and my heart forever. And I'm incredibly grateful for that moment that I had. Um, Another moment, I'm amazed that yeah. as a young 
teenager. Yeah. Isaiah. Is I what spoke to you. <laughs> I love that. Like, I, not a thing yeah. that I ever would have thought. And there's still a lot of Isaiah that just right. <laughs> just goes right over my head. But there wasn't. There's just that yeah. that connection. Another moment that I think had a big impact on me was when I got my patriarchal blessing, and I I still am astounded at the things in my blessing that are so poignant for me specifically, exactly the things that I need to hear, the things that I need to continue to read, the things that have already come to fruition, the things that I haven't happened yet, or I don't really understand. Um, but the way that I was like receiving my patriarchal blessing changed me again in knowing that my heavenly father knows and understands me as an individual. I often felt like growing up just kind of blended in with the crowd, just, you know, one of the group, one of the, one of the crowd. And I never really felt like I stood out at all. And I never really felt like an individual until I got my blessing. And then I realized, Oh no, I am, I am me and me is important. The way that I am is exactly the way I should be. And I shouldn't, you know, be comparing myself to everyone around me because they are not me and I am not them. Like we all are, need to be here for a reason because we don't all have all the pieces to the puzzle. We each have our own piece and we bring it to complete the puzzle. I love that. Yeah. Yeah, and I heard something recently about, you know, flowers and comparing it to flowers. You don't yeah. want to just go outside and see a bunch of roses that oh, all look alike. Oh, that's so you true. Know? So yeah. you, you need the... Yes. yes. You need the variety in life. And, Absolutely. And sometimes we all want to fit the mold that... Yeah. Whatever this yeah. generic <laughs> mold exactly. is. Yeah, it's really true. we're all meant to shine in our own different way. Yeah, which I think... I, I really think, for me, that started planting a seed in my mind when I received my blessing. It's, I still have problems, <laughs> like, you know, 20 <laughs> years later, I still have issues with it, whatever, but I, it's something that I will continue to strive to work towards the rest of my life, I think. Perfect. Yeah. So you're in the midst of crazy motherhood, oh, yeah. so what, what have you done to continue to nurture that testimony and keep it growing? I mean, honestly, I, I... It is really hard to find time. Yes. You know what it's like. Like yeah. <laughs> having a bunch of little munchkins running around. It's those moments in the day are so short where you get to sit <laughs> and have quiet for a little bit. Um, and she's so nice that letting me interview her during <laughs> one of those times in her life. During yeah. that time. But. Yeah. But this isn't important. This yeah. is a, this is <laughs> worth it. Like this yeah. is the time that I would be able to. Um so I think, honestly, one of the things that has really helped me a lot is in teaching moments with my children. Uh, I don't know about you, but like anytime I have to teach a lesson, I know that I'm like getting way more out of it than I feel like anybody in the classroom is ever going to get. And I honestly feel that way with my children as well. A lot of times I feel like I sit down and we're having a lesson or whatever and 
or even just having a discussion. And I feel like the words coming out of my mouth, I'm like, oh, hey, that was a good thought. I hadn't <laughs> thought of it that way. It just came out of my mouth. But um, I am able to like communicate things to my children and then learn in that communication. Or they'll have really amazing questions and they'll ask me a question and I'll have to stop and think and ponder about it and figure it out. And then we discuss it together. And I, those moments of teaching and learning and growing, I have, I have really found like feed my soul and my, my testimony and my spirit a lot more than I ever really thought they would. So that's really a beautiful moment, a beautiful blessing that I didn't think I would really yes. ever get to experience like that, which is cool. I love it. Well, it, before we finish up, anything else you can think of that came to mind when you thought about your life? And I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I still feel like, well, number one, I don't feel like I'm old enough to be able to have men, like boys and young men's passing the yeah. sacrament. So like, I feel like I've still got a lot of life and a lot, a lot of learning ahead of me. A lot of things that I need to, you know, work on and keep trying at. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm happy. I'm a happy person most of the time. I really, and I feel blessed and honored to have the life that I have. And I often stop and just think like, this is amazing. Like, <laughs> how did I get here? This is amazing. But it was luckily being able to feel those spirit at those big turns and the little turns as well yes. that got me to this point where I can really truly feel joy and happiness, even in the midst of chaos. I love that. Perfect. So to finish up, what does being a follower of Christ mean to you? I love this question. I think this is a great question. Um, for me, specifically, the first thing I think of when I think about being a follower of Christ is learning and being able to look at others through Christ's eyes. Looking at them and not seeing the failures not seeing the mistakes, but seeing their potential and seeing all they've accomplished and focusing on the good in everyone. Because I want other people to look at me that way. And I have realized the blessing it is to be able to see people that way. Every now and then I have a glimpse and I just get this overwhelming love for people that I don't know, or that maybe I do know, but I, maybe I don't spend that much time with. And it's something that I really strive and strive to work at, is to not judge other people for whatever their situation is. That doesn't matter. What matters is that they are my brother or sister and they are part of our family and that they can be seen for who they truly are, not for what's around them. Um, I think that if the world would just do that, <laughs> like what a much better place it would be if we could all just see each other 
for the beautiful, incredible creations that we are. I think that, yeah, I think that that is something that Christ would want all of his followers to be able to do and to try to do. I mean, obviously none of us are perfect and we definitely, uh, I make mistakes all the time and I, it's really hard not to judge people, but I've honestly found that the more that I try not to, the easier it is. Like the easier it is to just look and say, I'm not going to judge them for their actions. Like I know that they must be going through something really difficult and I will just be here to love and support them. And I see all of the amazing potential that they have within them and just to love. That's it. I love that. Yeah. Well, thank you. Thank you once again, Misha, for sitting down with us today. And we're excited to continue to watch where life takes you. Thank you. Thanks so much.